This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Thursday, September 14th, 2023, I'm Morgan Pemberton. And I'm Emma Johnson. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, successful pig kidney experiment ended this week. All on your daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Nathaniel Hara will be in with the Metro Huntington Weather Forecast, and Jonathan Edwards will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 75 degrees. And now on to our top story. The Wisconsin Senate has voted to fire the state's top elections official as misinformation about the 2020 election influences elections administration in the battleground state. Democrats say the vote today to oust nonpartisan Wisconsin Elections Commission Administrator Megan Wolf was held improperly and will go to court. Wolf has been the subject of conspiracy theories and threats from election skeptics. GOP leaders cited concerns from these from those skeptics in justifying the vote along party lines. Biden defeated Trump by nearly 21,000 votes in Wisconsin in 2020, the outcome that withstood recounts and audits. With Wolf's leadership in limbo, Wisconsin's more than 1,800 local clerks now face uncertainty ahead of the 2024 presidential race. About half of Americans have little to no confidence that justice that the Justice Department is handling its investigation into Hunter Biden in a fair and nonpartisan way. And one in three are highly concerned about whether President Joe Biden may have committed wrongdoings related to his son's business dealings. According to a poll by the Associate Press, NORC, Center for Public Affairs Research, the political divide is stark. Some 66% of Republicans and just 7% of Democrats are very or extremely concerned about whether Joe Biden committed wrongdoings. The poll was conducted just before House Speaker Kevin McCarthy launched a formal impeachment inquiry this week, working to link the president to the business dealings of his son. Firefighters around the country are concerned that gear laced with PFAS, a group of toxic industrial compounds, could be one reason for cancer among their ranks. The chemical, which has been associated with health problems, including several types of cancer, is used in turnout gear to repel water and other substances when fighting a fire. Along with the health concerns, firefighters through lawsuits and advocacy campaigns are alleging producers of the chemicals and makers of the gear failed to disclose PFAS was in the gear and, even when it became public, downplayed the safety concerns of these chemicals. Moroccan families whose homes were destroyed by last week's earthquake face difficult decisions about whether to relocate. Crews today are still trying to recover bodies of some of the nearly 3,000 people who were killed in last Friday's quake. While effects are still underway to get aid to some of the worst affected areas, rebuilding has already begun in parts of the city of Morocco. Some of the popular tourists in Amazon a mountain community close to the epicenter, displaced families have moved into tents in the town center. Many are intent on rebuilding and staying in the region, which is home to a large number of people from Morocco's largest indigenous group, the Amazigh. For a history-making two months, a pig's kidney worked normally inside a brain-dead man. And while the dramatic experiment ended this week, it's raising hope for eventually testing pig kidneys in living patients. 
Surgeons at NYU Langon Health removed the pig, pig kidney and returned the donated body to his family for cremation. The genetically modified kidney worked properly the first month before showing subtle signs that rejection was forming. But doctors say the kidney's function bounced back with simple medication changes. The lessons could help as regulators decide whether to allow clinical trials of pig organs. Coming up, Hurricane Lee heads for Maine and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. The best news program in the nation as honored by the National Broadcasting Society. More than 130 live Marshall sporting events every year. One of the top college radio stations in the nation. 50 years of broadcasting excellence. 88.1 WMUL-FM. I was leaving an exercise class. All of a sudden, the pain started. My entire chest. Shortness of breath. Very fatigued. Nauseated. Thought that it was nothing much, maybe just stress. You're having a heart attack. I'm healthy, I'm young. There's no way it could be my heart, no way. Heart disease doesn't discriminate. Listen to your body, go get checked. Heart disease is the number one killer in women. And this is something that we can fight. Visit GoRedForWomen.org to learn a woman's risk for heart disease. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Morgan Pemberton. And I'm Emma Johnson. An effort to destigmatize the use of overdose reversal drugs that started as a pilot in two West Virginia counties has expanded to all 13 states in Appalachia this year. The first ever Appalachian Save a Life Day comes today as Narcan can be purchased over the counter for non-prescription use. The nasal spray was approved by the federal regulators to appear on drugstore shelves earlier this spring. More than 30,000 doses of naloxone or Narcan are expected to be distributed throughout 13 states at fast food restaurants, Walmarts, health departments, churches, farmers markets, family dollar stores, convenience stores, and fire departments. More than 180 counties are participating at more than 300 different sites. The cost of Ohio's new universal school voucher program already appears to be more expensive than initially estimated. That's according to a published report that also notes the cost will continue to grow as the application deadline is more than a month away. An analysis by the Columbus Dispatch found the state has received applications totaling approximately $432 million for the 2023-2024 school year, which is $34 million more than forecasted by the Legislative Service Commission. Meanwhile, the State Education Department says it's receiving between 900 and 1,000 applications daily. Commercial casinos in the U.S. had their best July ever this year, winning nearly $5.4 billion from gamblers, according to the National Gambling Industry Group. The American Gaming Association says the casino winnings were up nearly 6% from July 2022. They also say the casinos remain on pace to have their best year ever in 2023, with winnings from in-person casino games, sport betting, and internet gambling at nearly $38 billion over the first seven months of this year. That's 11% ahead of what they won during the same period in 2022. The figures do not include revenue from tribal-run casinos. 
With a deadline looming just before midnight, the United Auto Workers Union and Detroit's three automakers are far apart in contract talks and the union is preparing to strike. President Sean Fain says General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis have raised their initial wage offers but have rejected some of the union's other demands. The union is threatening to strike any company that hasn't reached an agreement by 11.59 p.m. today. Talks are ongoing and GM increased its wage offer today. Ford CEO and Stellantis accused the union of failing to respond to offers. It would be the first time the union has walked out at all three companies at the same time. After several days of torrential rain, flooding, sinkholes, and a tornado, New England is preparing for something more dangerous lurking offshore, Hurricane Lee. As a Category 1 system swirled southwest of Bermuda, Maine, Governor Janet Mills declared the state of emergency today. The state was under its first hurricane watch in 15 years. The waterlogged region is getting ready for a 20-foot or six meter waves, wind gusts up to 70 miles per hour or 112 kilometer per hours, along with more rain. A dangerous storm surge was projected for tomorrow evening for Massachusetts Cape Cod Bay and Nantucket Island, while the brunt of the storm was to arrive early Saturday. Coming up next, Michigan mill workers told to shelter in place. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Are you tired of missing your favorite WMUL programming? No worries. Check out WMUL's online archive at marshall.edu slash WMUL. Every episode of our news and sports programming, every story from the New Center 88 and FM 88 sports teams, and much more. Marshall.edu slash WMUL. More than 100 million wild animals are killed each year illegally. Poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor with a desire to preserve living space for wildlife. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust does just that. Works with private landowners to protect wildlife to preserve natural habitats. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Thank you. Does searching for good music on the radio feel like a wild goose chase? Hey, goose! Hey, come back here! Don't you get away from me! Aha! Gotcha! Ow! Well, your chase is over. Because throughout the week, WMUL plays many genres of music. From hip-hop to jazz to many flavors of alternative, WMUL has just what you're looking for. So don't be like this guy. Stop it, goose! Tune in to 88.1 WMUL. The cutting edge. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Morgan Pemberton. And I'm Emma Johnson. Stocks are rising on Wall Street after a blizzard of reports suggested the U.S. economy is still humming. Through inflation, maybe too. The S&P 500 was up 0.8% today. The Dow rose 357 points and the NASCODAG comp composite at a 0.8%. Some of the strongest action was in the bond market, where Treasury yields swung up, down, and back up again following reports on U.S. retail sales, inflation, and unemployment. Chip designer Arm Holdings 
rallied in its public debut. European stocks rose on hopes that the European Central Bank's rate hike today may be its last. While the nation has been trans... Excuse me, has been transfixed by the two-week manhunt for escaped prisoner Danilo Cavalcante. Another fugitive drama has been playing out in the nation's capital with comparatively minimal attention. Christopher Haynes has been on the run for a week since escaping from police custody at George Washington University Hospital on September 6th. The 30-year-old Haynes has been had been arrested earlier in the day on murder charges. The national media has tracked every development in Cavalcante's flight and capture yesterday morning. But Haynes has basically dropped off the map. NASA says the study of UFOs will require new scientific techniques, including advanced satellites, as well as a shift in how unidentified flying objects are perceived. The space agency released findings today after a year-long study into UFOs. An independent team commissioned by NASA cautions that the negative perception surrounding UFOs poses an obstacle to collecting data, but officials say NASA's involvement should help reduce the stigma. The panel says NASA can model how to best approach the study of UFOs through transparent reporting, rigorous analysis, and public inputs. Authorities say a Tennessee homicide suspect who fled into the Virginia woods has hitched a ride back to Tennessee. Gary Parsons is the sheriff of Virginia's Lee County. He said today that authorities spoke to an individual who had given the man a ride to Tennessee's Union County, which is outside Knoxville. Authorities say Jason Dockery is suspected of fatally shooting a woman yesterday, Tuesday, in Tennessee's Anderson County, which is also outside of Knoxville. Dockery led police on a car chase that ended in the Appalachian Mountain town of Ewing, Virginia. Dockery then abandoned his car and fled into the woods. Residents near a northern Michigan paper mill that caught fire yesterday have been told to shelter in place until this afternoon as environmental officials continue monitoring local air quality. Fumes of thick and heavy black and gray smoke billowed from the tissue department's property in downtown Sheboygan after the fire began yesterday morning about 290 miles northwest of Detroit. Several roads and a lock on a and dam on a nearby river were closed. Officials say fire crews had contained the fire to a storage building at the mill as of yesterday afternoon, but asked people to avoid the area as crews continue battling the fire. Sheboygan Fire Fire Chief Don Daly says no mill employees or firefighters have been injured. Coming up next, death toll rises in Libyan City. Your daily political update when New Center 88 returns right after this. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism in Marshall is important. It's serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back, everyone, to Lexington, Kentucky. It is still survive in advance time. Welcome back in to Fifth Third Arena, Cincinnati, Ohio. The Marshall Thundering Herd 
lead the 24th ranked team in the country, the Cincinnati Bearcats, back here at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Morgan Pemberton. And I'm Emma Johnson. Hunter Biden has been indicted on federal firearms charges. It's the latest step in a long-running investigation into the president's son that puts the case on track towards possible high-stakes trial as the 2024 election looms. Biden is accused of lying about his drug use when he bought a firearm in October 2018, a period when he has acknowledged struggling with addiction to crack cocaine. According to the indictment filed in federal court in Delaware by a special counsel overseeing the case, the indictment comes weeks after the collapse of a plea deal that would have averted a criminal trial and weeks or months of distracting headlines for President Joe Biden. Donald Trump won't face trial next month in Georgia after a judge ruled today that the former president and 16 others accused of illegally trying to overturn the results of the 2020 election will be tried separately from two lawyers in the case. Lawyers Sidney Powell and Kenneth Chesbro had filed demands for a speedy trial, and Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee set their trial to begin October 23rd. Trump and other defendants had asked to be tried separately, with some saying they couldn't be ready by the late October trial date. The judge is citing the tight timetable, among other issues, as a factor in his decision today. By meeting North Korean leader Kim Jong-un at Russia's Far East spaceport, President Vladimir Putin signaled his readiness to share rocket technology. In return, Moscow would gain access to mammoth North Korea armed stockpiles for the Kremlin's war in Ukraine. The summit underscored Russia's estrangement on the world stage and the shrinking circle of friends that Moscow can rely on. Thanks to the 18-month-old invasion, it also heralds new threats to stability in northeastern Asia and beyond. The talks yesterday between Putin and Kim marked a new high in relations between the old allies, a relationship that dates to Soviet leader Joseph Stalin and Kim's grandfather, North Korean founder Kim Il-sung. Surveillance video shows U.S. Representative Lauren Boebert and another guest being kicked out of a Beetlejuice musical play in Denver on Sunday. The theater says the surveillance video shows the guests being kicked out after audience members accuse them of vaping, singing, using phones, and causing a disturbance. Bobert's campaign manager says Bobert enjoyed the show and denies allegations of vaping. The security footage proved, provided to the Associated Press does not appear to show Bobert vaping. Bobert is the Republican incumbent running in Colorado's 3rd Congressional District, covering the state's western half. The Libyan Red Crescent says that the death toll from the floods in eastern Libyan city Derna has soared to 11,300. The Secretary General of Aid Group says the further 10,100 people are reported missing in the coastal city. Mediterranean Storm Daniel caused deadly flooding in many eastern towns, but the worst hit was Derna. Residents say they heard loud explosions Sunday night when dams outside the city collapsed. Health authorities previously put the death toll in Derna at 5,500. The storm also killed about 170 people elsewhere in the country. And coming up, Nathan, Nathaniel Herrera will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Jonathan Edwards will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us.
Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It's time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communication careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash sojmc. Robin, are you seeing this? Yes, it seems like some sort of... There's someone here. What? It sounds like alternative and hip-hop and jazz and blues. <laughs> Is that award-winning news of sports? Gee Wilkers, Batman, what's going on? It's... it's green. It's white. It's WNUL. 88.1. Saving the world from bad radio. And where's Harvey Dent? Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Nathaniel Hara, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It is currently a sunny 75 degrees. Temperatures will drop throughout the night with a low of 59 around midnight before rising up to a sunny 77 degrees around 5 p.m. Tomorrow evening, the temperature will drop to a low of 60 degrees around midnight before rising up to a partly cloudy 79 degrees around 3 p.m. As we head into the weekend, be ready with those umbrellas because there's some rain expected on Sunday. Your weather word of the day is stratopause. Stratopause is the boundary or transition layer between the stratosphere and mesosphere. The stratopause is located around 30 miles above the surface of the Earth. Thank you to weatherforyou.com for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a sunny 75 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For News Center 88, I'm Nathaniel Hara. Thanks, Nathaniel. Now Jonathan Edwards joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Morgan. Good evening, everyone. This is the FM88 Sports Report. Kicking things off, there's a handful of action in the MLB today with two games already going final. The Detroit Tigers had its bats firing on all cylinders against the Reds, beating Cincinnati 8-2. The Pittsburgh Pirates picked up a 2-0 victory at home over the Nationals in a great defensive bout. The Red Sox have had a tough home stretch this week against the rival New York Yankees and features a doubleheader today. The first game at Fenway just went final with a score of 5-0 in favor of Boston. Game two of the day between the two teams is slated for a 7-15 first pitch. There are a few more games going on around the MLB, a busy Thursday in baseball nonetheless. Over to football now, as there's both college football and NFL action on tonight. The Navy midshipmen take on Memphis in the home of the Tigers at 7.30 on ESPN, and you can find Bethune-Cookman taking on number 22 Miami, Florida on the ACC Network at 7.30 as well. Finally, the Vikings take on the Eagles at 8.15 tonight on Amazon Prime Video. Although Marshall football is off on a bye week this week, and a quite early one in the year at that, the sold-out showdown at the Joan, though, a week away, looms near. With the returning Grant Wells and Virginia Tech coming to town, it'll be a good one, folks. Stripe that stadium. Tomorrow in Cross Country is the Thundering Herd Invitational taking place at the Kennedy Center YMCA. Marshall Volleyball is out in Utah this weekend for the Southern Utah and Utah Tech Invitational. The marquee matchup in Marshall sports this week, however, is the second-ranked men's soccer team taking on the eighth-ranked Dukes of James Madison. A top-ten Sunbelt matchup in Harrisonburg kicks off at 7 p.m. this Saturday evening. However, don't miss out on Sunday morning action as the Marshall women's soccer team hosts a matinee matchup at Hoops Family Field with WMUL providing pregame coverage at 11.45 a.m. and kickoff set for noon. Join us on the air then at 88.1 FM. This weekend, Marshall softball begins its 
fall schedule of games at Dot Hicks Field. As FM88 Sports' Sean Kelly reports, first-year head coach Morgan Zirkel is taking the time to build the chemistry among the team. This Sunday, Marshall softball begins its fall schedule against the Potomac State Catamounts at Dot Hicks Field. With 11 new faces on the roster between freshmen and transfers, head coach Morgan Zirkel is taking this time to get her players acclimated with each other. To see them all out there on the field together, I think will give us a good grasp on where we need to improve and where we can come together more and where maybe they've already started to come together. We haven't had a huge chance to do a lot of team bonding yet, so I look forward to doing that in our fall season as well. However, team bonding is not the only goal for Zirkel this fall season. As a first-year head coach at Marshall, Zirkel realizes part of her coaching style may take some getting used to. My hitting style is a little different than I think what they've been used to in the past. So some of those mechanics and those foundational components that I'm teaching them to have in their swing and have when they walk up to the plate, I think that's something they have to develop, that muscle memory. I don't expect them to have it quite yet in these fall games. Still playing professionally as an outfielder for Athletes Unlimited, Zirkel also brings a unique layer of of relatability to her coaching style on top of her experience as a former Thundering Herd player. I definitely want to relate to them as much as possible and I think I have a good background to be able to do that as a former Marshall student athlete and then also as an athlete still active in the game. I think having that experience for myself and them being able to see that I'm still working hard daily too hopefully inspires them and keeps them wanting to up their level. Growing up in nearby Milton, West Virginia, Zirkle describes her new chapter at Marshall as a, quote, special opportunity, unquote, and added that she wanted to be a head coach since her playing days with the Herd. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks, Sean. First pitch for Sunday's game at Dot Hicks Field begins at noon. All games during the fall season will be 10 innings. That's all we have time for today. From FM 88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Jonathan. Coming up, do aliens really exist? Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. Mr. Detweiler, we're all finished. What? Your knee replacement went great, and it's all because of you. What did I do? You were captain of Team Detweiler. You told us everything. Medical history, allergies. You asked us tons of questions. Huh. I guess I did kind of run the whole operation, didn't I? We couldn't have done it without you. Patient safety. It takes a team. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons with more tips at orthoinfo.org slash patient safety. Golly, there's nothing to do. Wally is at baseball practice. Jane has her piano lesson. It's Friday afternoon and Timmy's having a little trouble with boredom. You know, Timmy, the best way to beat boredom is... Join an after-school program? Nice try. Take Sue to the malt shop? Not quite. Well, what is it? Listening to WMUL, of course. Why didn't I think of that? 88.1, right? You're catching on. Boredom will be a thing of the past once you listen to 88.1 WMUL. We are war veterans. And firefighters. Mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters. And kids at play. Each of us has experienced unimaginable pain, had countless surgeries and skin grafts. And emerged stronger. We are burn survivors. If you're one of us, please know you're not alone. There's an army of friends waiting to help you recover, renew, and return. Please support the Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors and help someone rise again. 
Visit phoenix-society.org for more information. Hmm, really dragging. I think I'm going to try some of those energy shots everybody's talking about. How about trying WMUL energy instead? WMUL energy? What's that? Only the best energy you can get. What flavors does it have? It comes in seven exciting flavors. Bluesberry, Jazz Pizzazz, Absolute Alternative, Resilient Rock, Ultimate Urban, Rejuvenating Gospel, and Moxie Mornings. Available everywhere WMUL-FM's energy may be heard. And finally, today on News Center 88, the specter of UFOs and little green men visited Mexico City as lawmakers heard testimony from researchers suggesting the possibility that extraterrestrials might exist. Yesterday, speakers hailed from Mexico, the United States, Japan, and Brazil. Journalist Jose Jamie Mawson presented two boxes with supposed mummies found in Peru, which he and others consider, quote, non-human beings that are not part of our terrestrial evolution, unquote. The session unprecedented in the Mexican Congress took place two months after a similar one before the U.S. Congress, which a former U.S. Air Force intelligence officer claimed his country has probably been aware of non-human activity since the 1930s. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu WMUL. For Emma Johnson, Nathaniel Hara, Jonathan Edwards, Luke Hamilton, Sean Kelly, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Morgan Pemberton.